Good morning. Thanks for joining us at the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified, your show for everything real estate. We're digging down deep and we are figuring out ways you can make, save, and create wealth with real estate. It's a fantastic show. We're glad to have you here. We've got in the studio with us today, Melissa Delano with Delano Law. She's a longtime attorney here in Rhode Island. Still a young lady, but has been doing this for what, 12, 13 14. years? 14 years. Yeah. And you've been on the show with us for now a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. It's a great, great opportunity to get out there and talk to the listeners. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. It is, it is. And, you know, and, and one of the subjects that we have not covered yet was the fact that someone could use an attorney to do a whole real estate transaction. Yeah, Be so right. the for sale by owner, which is something that we do see with some degree of regularity, is out there. Uh, and it's something that I do get involved in that, you know, you as an agent and other agents wouldn't have the opportunity to be involved in. And I represent a lot of these folks. But there's a lot of costs that are associated with being a for sale by owner. There's, you know, kind of three components of cost. There's the monetary cost that's associated with selling on your own. Yep. Uh, there's the cost that's associated with being unprepared. Uh, so those are folks that really don't know what they're getting into. And then there's the emotional cost because there's a lot of times where, you know, you're not having the buffer of an agent and what does that cost the seller? So these are things that I think are helpful for clients to know about. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so the attorney's fees are something that we're routinely asked about. You know, what does it cost for the attorney to prepare the purchase and sales agreement, represent the seller, manage everything as if we were a realtor? So, you know, those costs usually are determined on an hourly basis because we don't know what kinds of negotiations are going to be required of us as the attorney up front. Mm -hmm. There are some occasions where, you know, the parties have already worked out pretty much all of the details. And I had one recently where the tenant was buying the seller's home that they had been renting. So that one was actually pretty clean. They had a lot of the details worked out. I really just basically had to draft an agreement. Can I interrupt you there for a second? Sure. Okay. So you said that, the, so basically the negotiations that an attorney is going to do is just make sure that the contract is put together correctly. And if the buyers and sellers get in a snag, you would get in the middle of that. You're right. not pulling comps as an attorney. Absolutely not. Okay. No. So you're not pulling comps and they found this buyer because they're a tenant or most all for sale by owners that actually happen, happen because they knew of the buyer beforehand. Right. Okay. So I actually, I'm going to find, yep, friends, relatives, or neighbors, 24% of the actual sales that go through are from friends, relatives, or neighbors. Wow. Now tell me something. Do you really think that those people are paying top dollar for that house? You know, I've read the statistic that they're not, you know, generally speaking, that's one of the major costs is that the for sale by owner is leaving money on the table has been my experience. You're because, correct. again, if it's a friend or relative or a neighbor, it's someone that you've got a personal relationship with. And that's kind of part of that emotional component, right, is that you don't have the buffer of the third party coming in and saying your house is worth 250000 because to their friend or neighbor, they're saying, you know, I could let it go for 220 I could let it go for 210 mm -hmm. I'm not paying commission. So there's all these factors that weigh into the decision making that may or may not be the right move for the seller. So check this out. The median for sale by owner home, single family home that's sold. 190,000 compared to 249,000 for an agent assisted median home sale. Wow. That's a large difference. Right. 
only 8% of all the market is for sale by owner. And by the way, 85% of that eight five, of that 8% end up listing with a realtor. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You know, you do see a lot of times the for sale by owner signs going up and then uh, someone has converted them over and now they've got it listed. But I mean, on average, and that's the, I think, consistent mathematically uh, with some quick math is you're losing about 25% of the sales price, Dead which on. is- yeah. Way more than the commission, right? Mm-hmm. If the commission's only six percent, my commission's now ten percent. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> no, it's not. But but realistically, let's say if you were giving somebody six percent, okay, you still literally have about nineteen percent extra that that agent's going to earn you. Yeah. And this, by the way, does not even consider the inspections or the appraisal period, right? Or or all of the other snags and in. in not what's the word I'm looking for? Snowfu, tofu, snow. Well, it's the developments the, that the, happen. Snafu, snafu. <laughs> Thanks, Christina. She's always looking out for me. The snafu you could you could jump into. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and those are the developments. Drafting the purchase and sales agreement, finalizing a price point, and you know some dates. That's the beginning, right? I mean, so it's there's the so part. much that has to happen throughout the transaction, and that's really part of the emotional components that go into it. Is that you know if the sellers again have that relationship with the buyer, they want to keep this together. They really want the sale to move forward. Maybe at that point they're desperate for the sale to move forward. Uh, they're not going to be in as good of a position to negotiate those uh, kinds of snafus, if you will, yeah. that come up relative to the inspection periods or the appraisals that you know may present themselves. So having that third-party buffer is important. And frankly, Emilio, I see agents sell their own homes with the use of agents. Yeah, I see it all the time. It's smart. Yeah, so I, I think that if you're kind of looking at the industry and identifying that they're not going it alone, what makes unseasoned persons out there think that they should do it alone. The lay person, yeah, if you will. Absolutely. My, my favorite is the for sale by owner that's done this about four or five times. And it lets, let's put together the amount of money that they lost. They could probably purchase a home with. And yeah. I love that they, they will argue with you about it. And I understand their logic. I get it. I totally get it. Um, but at the end of the day, I would rather walk into court with an attorney that does this every day. Absolutely. I would rather have an attorney review documents and whatnot. Yeah. Just as if I'm listing a home, I want a professional real estate agent that does this every day to review the comparables, right. to know the market, to know exactly what to tell the other agents and how to negotiate on my behalf for that extra $60,000. I want that. Precisely. I mean, you need to have experts behind you and real estate agents are experts in this industry of being able to tell you what your house is worth, how to negotiate when these types of issues come up, even as far as the preparedness that's required to make you compliant with state requirements such as sales disclosures. Sure. That unpreparedness with a for sale by owner, if you're not aware that you are required to have this, documentation is going to be in place, then you could be exposed later to potential liability for selling without having the necessary sales disclosures. One simple form, so simple and easy. But again, an agent is not going to let you go that route by yourself. Yeah, totally. I would agree. So if you're just joining us, this is uh, the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. And we're talking with Melissa Delano with Delano Law. And we're discussing how for sale by owners will oftentimes just say, you know what, I'm going to hire an attorney to negotiate on my behalf to do this or that. And while attorneys are absolutely qualified, definitely to put together the documents and put together and negotiate, it's a whole different style. And it leaves a lot of money 
and time on the buyer that they, I mean, I'm sorry, on the seller and the buyer that they would not have expected. And Melissa is over here and she, she just gave us all of that information. So if you miss that, if you're curious, you can either give Melissa a call, 401-885-3800. You can leave a message because it's Sunday, you know, 885-3800. Or you can contact me directly, 401-359-2338. And we can discuss the difference between going at it for sale by owner or going at it with an agent. Again, 401-359-2338. There are definitely differences in cost. Keep in mind the median for sale by owner sold at $190,000 compared to the median uh, agent assisted single family home sale of $249,000. Big Amazing difference. numbers. Big, big difference. Absolutely. Now the cost wise, Melissa, I've seen anywhere from $1,500 additional to what people are already spending for an attorney to drop the deed, et cetera, mm-hmm. all the way up to over $4,000 additional for an attorney to provide a limited type of service, uh, you know, situation for a for sale by owner. So, I, I mean, again, definitely the amount of time that is involved from a negotiation perspective and drafting perspective. Plus, we don't know if there's complications in the title. You yes. know, so when you just see, wow, $4,000, that was a lot of money for that attorney. Maybe they did some extra add-on. Maybe they didn't. Maybe that was just their hourly cost for the negotiations. Because, again, these deals can get very messy and muddy. And if you've got an attorney charging 350 bucks an hour negotiating a transaction, then it's going to get costly. I mean, certainly agents do charge, you know, 6% is the industry average out there. We know that. But if you break it down hourly, Emilio, I'm willing to bet you're not at 350 an hour. No, 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 no. It's way less. Actually, <laughs> I broke down an agent's pay. It's actually $8.25 an hour. <laughs> when all said and done, we are under the poverty line. That's terrible. Minimum wage is bigger than that. Yeah, minimum wage <laughs> is bigger than that. I'm not crying. I mean, my team and I, we do well. We, we assist a lot of people. But you know, we're helping a lot of people and we're able to do that with systems and without losing that personal touch. Right. And which is huge, right? So So well, I guess the you know, moral of the story is you should absolutely be talking to an agent if you want to sell your home because although you may think that you're saving money and you may save relative to the commission, you're potentially exposed to lots of lost money. I agree. And you know, to to leave you with this. You ha- having the buffer in between family, friends, neighbors, or whoever is buying so important. it is so important because it leaves that relationship intact with that person. I have seen families get ripped apart over transactions, and it's so stupid. No one needs to argue about money. It's ridiculous. It's not even real, folks. So money is not even real. I hate my, to tell you that. My best one was I had a for sale by owner between friends, and there was a physical altercation at my closing table between the friends. Mm. So I'm not sure that their friendship survived the closing as a result of it. (laughs) Hopefully. You know, I know, and and I'm going to leave you with this because we got to cut to a commercial break. I know when I was younger, when I used to scrap with my friends, like if we got in an altercation, we were boys, right? We'd fight it out. That's how I got the broken nose. So we'd fight it it out, right? And then we'd be best friends after. You know, so it's, uh, I I don't think they encourage that nowadays. And I'm not encouraging (laughs) my son or daughter to go fight their friends, but... You know what? Sometimes uh, a verbal fight or even a little bit of a physical alteration, but altercation between two kids, you know, that can, that can go ahead. Grown people and, shouldn't be fighting. No, <laughs> no, no. And I'm not at all condoning fighting. So don't come <laughs> back at me saying, oh, my God, Emilio condones fight. Get out of here. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Courtney Hyder with Energy Monster. 
Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. We are in the studio right now with Courtney Hyder with Energy Monster, as well as Melissa Delano with Delano Law. And this is your show, by the way, for everything real estate. So if you're just tuning in now, we're talking about buying, selling, protecting your home, what to do to maintain its value, all that useful information. And right now, Courtney with Energy Monster is here talking about residential air sealing services. What does that mean? So air sealing um, mm -hmm. is not the ceiling above us. We're talking okay. about um, sealing up all the drafts and the air leaks in your home. Uh, it's a high impact energy efficiency upgrade. Okay. So if you have drafts and air leaks in the home um, and you go ahead and you seal them up, that's one of the ways you're going to see the most drastic savings on your energy bills. Awesome. Um, whenever there's a difference uh, in the air temperature between inside and outside, um, you'll have air trying to escape mm -hmm. your house caused by pressure. Um, and common leaks are found around gaps in your electrical and plumbing outlets, gaps in your door frames, around your chimneys, and other areas in your home, including um, ductwork if you have ducts. Wow. The drafts in the air leaks in your home can account for 30% or more of your home's heating and cooling bills. Wow. So that's definitely one of the most important ways that you can save is to ensure that you don't have drafts and air leaks in your home. Um, one way that you can be sure is to have an energy assessment with Energy mm -hmm. Monster. We'll come out and we'll actually look throughout your whole home for any of those drafts and air leaks and recommend sealing them up for you. In Massachusetts, it's at absolutely no cost to you. Um, and here in Rhode Island, uh, the insulation is uh, and air sealing is also rebated. The uh, the energy assessment is free, right? Yes. Okay. And it's, um, it's at no cost to technically because you pay for it every month on your utility bills. Hmm. Uh, National Grid, Eversource, Columbia Gas, and Unitil customers. MyEnergyMonster.com, by the way. Yep. If it, it, Florida, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, MyEnergyMonster.com. Let them know you heard it here on the radio, please. Absolutely. Um, and now the air sealing typically goes hand in hand with insulation, mm -hmm. um, which through the energy efficiency programs here in Mass and Rhode Island um, is also generously uh, rebated for you. Uh, insulation is definitely the most important part of mm -hmm. managing comfort and energy consumption in your home. Uh, the purpose of insulation is to prevent heat transfer. It's like a blanket for your home. Mm -hmm. So it's going to keep that warm air inside and the cold air outside, especially here in New England with mm -hmm. the upcoming winter. Um, now, how can you tell if your home's insulated? Obviously, we can't see through walls. We don't have x-ray vision. Mm -hmm. um, but when you have that no-cost home energy assessment, our guys are trained um, to use thermal imaging cameras, which are going to detect all the heat loss, the drafts, the air leaks in your home, and let you know exactly how much more you're going to need in order to you know, reach that R value and maintain the most uh, energy. R value? Now, R value is resistance value, mm -hmm. and that's how much... Um, the heat is resisting to be transferred. So the more R value, the more resistance, the less heat's transferred, the greater um, insulated your home is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and there's different R values for different states, for different parts of states, you know, closer to water, you might need more R value. Um, and there's different types of insulation to reach those goals. Um, you can use fiberglass insulation, blown-in cellulose, uh, those are part of the programs. That's what's um, the most energy efficient, and that's what you're going to get the incentives and rebates on. Mm -hmm. Here in Rhode Island, um, National Grid rebates you up to $4,000 to do that work in your home. In Massachusetts, um, it's 75% off with no cap. So that's it's a, definitely a no-brainer, no especially mm. um, 
you know, with winter coming up, we all know how brutal it can be, Mm -hmm. Um, especially after a super hot summer where you're Mm -hmm. just going to be in for it this winter. Mm -hmm. So I urge everybody to take advantage of this program as soon as possible. You don't want to wait until the end of November when you don't have heat or when you're freezing to give us a call because right now is busy season. Mm -hmm. If you call us then, we're not going to be able to get out to your house till end of December, January. By then, it's going to be, you know, that you're waiting too long and you're going to be cold. And we want to make sure that you're comfortable, Mm -hmm. that your family's comfortable in their home and that you're warm and that you're going to not have crazy energy bills, especially around the holiday season. Yeah. With energy rates hiking up too. Absolutely. So now is the time to call, to get approved for the audit and to get on the schedule so that you have that date and time so that you are preparing for inevitable winter to come. I would think that this would probably help out uh, elderly folks, you know, because you walk in, you know, I remember walking in my grandparents' house and they would have that heat cranked on like 80. I'd be sweating. I'd be like, oh my God, let me go back outside. It's so hot. But, you know, these, these folks living on a fixed income, they're just, the energy is just going out of their, you know, out of all these leaks. Absolutely. Right? Especially in older homes. Yep. And a lot of people don't even realize that these programs are in place to help you be able to to pay for these upgrades so that you can inevitably just stop paying as much for your utility bills. 508-796-5525. That'll come direct to the office. Uh, Caitlin and Tawny and myself are all there uh, willing to answer any questions and hopefully get you on your way to energy savings and get you on the schedule. Can you say that number again, please? It's 508-796-5525. You can also go to myenergymonster.com, click on your state, Mass, Connecticut, Rhode Island, or Florida, get a little more info, and you can reach out to us there. Just make sure you mention that you heard it here on the Roundtable Radio. Yeah, fantastic. And you had a couple callers last week as well. I'd like to... uh... Yes, shout out to my my fans out there that... (laughs) <laughs> gave me a call and we got you uh, on the schedule there. So you're going to have your energy assessment and hopefully get some insulation. She's got a lot of fans. You know, you <laughs> you were over at, what was it, the Seafood Fest or one of the festivals? Yep. And people came up to the booth. They're like, we heard you on the round table. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that uh, has a lot to do with you too, Emilio. So thank you for that. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm here in the studio with you and Melissa, <laughs> and I, I know you both get, you know, calls in from the show. So that's fantastic. That's what the show is all about, right? We want to provide value, more value. I like to give more than I like to get because it does come back. It does. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's just a fantastic uh, place to be. So we appreciate you tuning into this show. Again, myenergymonster.com. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with the top five events here in Rhode Island. Awesome. We love having Jennifer's top five events here. You can check them all out at riblogger.com. Melissa, thank you for covering that segment. And Jennifer, thank you very much for being here on the show with us. So, Melissa, it is fall time and people are talking about what do I do to prepare my home for the winter? Yeah. Right. So we're going to give you a couple quick tips here and uh, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but how to prepare your home for winter. Okay. So if you have irrigation, don't forget to blow those lines. Oh yeah. That is not something you want to leave unattended. No, not at all. I did it last year and I had water like spraying out all over the place. Like I went to go shut it off. I slipped on the ice. It was a total mess. Don't wear dress shoes without... (laughs) You know, walking on Only ice. Only Amelia would be wearing his loafers. I slid <laughs> under under my car a couple years ago. Oh, I remember geez. I was getting in and I slid under my car. It was awful, awful. Yeah. Pay a, pay a professional. A yeah, pay a professional to what to open the door for me what, to to put <laughs> to put my shoes on. 
I'm a mess. Some other things you can easily do, do some exterior checks around your property. So you make sure that, you know, the gutters are all in place. Make sure to avert water away from the gutters. That may sound like, oh, whatever. Do it, please. Because what happens is all of that water could freeze right next to your foundation. Mm -hmm. And then when it thaws, it could melt right into your basement. That's not good. Or even in the fall, you know, you have leaves Mm. filling your gutters or you have, you know, the gutter downspout not going the right way and water pouring straight down my sound effects. I love the sound effects. We probably have real sound effects here (laughs) at iHeart, you know, but you got water pouring down and I've seen more basements and people flood, uh, you know, just from gutters or from the grating being pitched the wrong way. So make sure to really check that out. Okay. Another thing you can do is a free energy home assessment through Energy Monster. Go to myenergymonster.com. They're doing a free energy assessment. You can literally save hundreds of dollars, if not thousands over time by doing one of these. They're going to caulk and seal all of the areas where air is coming in. Mm. Feel the walls, feel the windows when it starts getting colder. You got to feel air coming in. I definitely have some leaks in my house. Yeah. If you (laughs) you got an older home or even a home that just, you know. Doesn't have enough insulation. Doesn't have enough insulation. They're going to go in there for free and they're going to be able to do a whole energy assessment for you. Check them out. um, Not Jennifer. Courtney Hyder was actually just in the studios talking. And while we're talking about this, it's just fits in so perfect there. So um, you're also going to want to make sure to to just animal proof the house, okay? Because, you know, bugs and critters and all that, they're going to want to go into the warm house. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. I wish I could invite them all in. I, <laughs> I love animals and I'm a weirdo. I, I don't kill bugs. I, you know, I did the other day. I feel really bad about it. It was a crazy spider. I killed it. I hate doing that. But I usually let them outside. So make sure you know, make sure to, uh, this one was just so creepy, but make, <laughs> make sure to let them all outside Perfect time for uh, and not, not have them coming inside. Okay. Right. So you can do different things to, um, to really seal off the house. Sometimes there's, there's areas where, where people feed wires through a home, make mm. sure that's all sealed tight. Yep. Um, as well with foam or, or whatever it is, okay? Another topic I'd like to talk about before we leave you this week would be high resale areas like projects that you can tackle usually in a weekend. Yeah, okay? winter's a perfect time. Fall and winter is a perfect time to start those. Fantastic. Now, whether you're selling or not, if you're just curious or concerned about having a home that people like to go to or a home that you can sell for top-notch dollars, for to- top dollar, um, couple of things you can easily do. Now, by the way, don't hack this stuff. I got to tell you, if you're like, oh, Emilio, I painted the house and I walk in and there's paint marks. <laughs> if you painted the kitchen pink and there's pink marks all over the, 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 the ceiling, you know, from missing color within the lines and damn it, pick colors that are relevant and people like when you are painting. Okay. If you plan on staying in the house for a while, you paint it rainbow, paint it whatever you want. It doesn't matter, right? But if you are if you are going to sell, go to your local Sherman Williams or local paint store and ask them what colors are hot right now, what colors are in. Maybe bring a picture of your kitchen, show or your bathroom or your bedroom or whatever. Show them what you got going on. They're going to help guide you in the right place. Yeah, you want to stay kind of neutral. Mhm. People are always asking, Amelia, what can I do? What's the easiest project I could do to get the most bang for your buck? It's paint. 
Yeah. It's paint. Oh, well, because it makes everything fresh. Fresh and clean and, and, and looks great. You know, paint the baseboards, paint, give, give the room a refresh. You know, it smells better in there too. Sometimes, you know, sometimes if you, you've, you've been smoking in a house or if there's pets in a house, a nice thorough clean and a paint can really go. And painting can go really a long way. A couple of other things you can do as well is uh, install crown molding. Okay. But again, if you're doing this, do it the right way or have a contractor do it really. If you're, I, I, I can't swing a hammer without breaking something. <laughs> right? Falling down. Yeah. Yeah. Or fall. Yeah. Right. But not everyone's as clumsy as me. And some people are actually good at stuff like that. And thank you. We need more people that are good and handy. But yeah, put some crown molding up and only hit those main living areas like the kitchen, the bathroom, the hallway, and don't start it and not finish it. Because if you start it and not finish it, it looks really, it, it looks worse than not doing it in the At first all. place. Right. But the whole reason to do it is because it just adds a really nice element and, it, and brings people's eyes right up, right up the ceiling. It just looks good. It looks really good. It's a nice finished yeah. look. If you have very low ceilings, don't do it, by the way. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you, gotta, you don't want to emphasize the fact that you've got five foot ceilings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to duck under around <laughs> crown molding, you know. A uh, couple other things, too. You want to boost the curb appeal. Now, I got to tell you, and this is not really a weekend job, but the number one complaint we have from buyers and the number one reason why homes don't sell is because of poor curb appeal. And there's one factor with a couple factors, but the main thing is a roof. If you've got an old roof, Something that is like if it if you know if it looks like those shingles are falling off, or if the roof is like has had it if it's leaking, I'm gonna tell you probably if you can't afford to change it out, get mm -hmm. a new roof. Go with a 30 year roof. Don't go with the 20. Go with the 30 year roof. It's not that much of a difference. Get a few different quotes. Get a few different prices. Um, you know my clients, I, I I refer them out to roofers we use, but a roof is the only area aside from the garage door and the main entry door that you get a hundred percent return on investment with interesting fact did I you know, know that, that. no nope. yep so the roof and, and 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 from somebody that does this every day the roof is literally one of the biggest concerns of buyers okay of course. homes with a new roof will sell higher and faster in price higher in price and faster less days on market curb appeal again is important too so a nice weekend thing that you can do is you can take a step back, right, from the road and then walk up to the house and then, you know, and then really look at the light fixtures, look at all the corners, take away all the cobwebs, clean up the house nice, and power wash the house if you can. Yeah. And and just try to give it that, that you know, from someone else's eyes. Well, you can only make Trim a the first bushes. impression once, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, the That's pictures it. of the house that are on the market start with the exterior for the most part. Yep, absolutely. And uh, and again, whether you're selling or not, you, you can do these things and it'll really make the home appear nice, especially for the holidays if you're having people over. You know, it goes a long, long way. So hope this information was very helpful to you. Simple yet helpful. But uh, every week we've got some really great content here and it's always changing on the Roundtable Radio. Melissa, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We appreciate you very much. If you have any legal questions regarding real estate, 401-885-3800. Courtney Hyder with Energy Monster at myenergymonster.com. Get your free energy assessment and tell her you heard it here on the roundtable. We'd also like to thank Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com for the top five events 
um, I was going to call you Courtney, Christina, Marcelo over here, our producer, Bill George, our station manager, and, uh, and, and everybody else that supports the show. Most importantly, you, our listeners. Thank you very much for being here. Stay tuned next week. We'll be back here on the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Roundtable. Melissa Delena here, and we are on the line with Jennifer Jaber from RI Blogger, telling us everything that's going on this week. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good, good. Some exciting things coming up. Um, Hop Arts is taking place October 13th and 14th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's a rain or shine event. Um, it's really unique. Artists in rural Hoppington and Richmond will be opening their studios. In a lot of cases, you know, it's just right in their homes. And you can actually go inside, meet the artists, see their artwork, and in many cases, catch some live demonstrations. Neat. So it's a beautiful way to experience fall and support the many local artists of the area, which surprisingly, there's way more than you would think. So you have to get a trail map and everything, and you can um, walk all over Hopkinton and Richmond and see all the artwork. Fantastic. That sounds exciting. The Jack-O-Lantern Spectacular, which is uh, one of my favorite for the Halloween season. It's running October 4th to November 4th, and as always, it'll include more than 5,000 intricately carved pumpkins. This year will feature wizards, fairy tales, and the luminaries of great myths and legends. There will also be superheroes and historical figures who change the world. And there are also, um, this year, which is new, there'll be themed nights. Oh. Fairy tale night is the 10th and the 11th. Wizarding night is the 17th and the 18th. And superhero night is the 24th and the 25th. Talk about artistic <laughs> genius. I don't know how those guys do that. It, it's amazing. We, we usually go, I usually go on the 4th for the press night and you get to see them actually carving. Oh. I'll have to pull it up. I have a video from last year um, of one of the, the artists carving. It's unbelievable. It's actually, it's amazing. It's am- I'll try to get some live footage this week too. Um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday tickets must be bought online, so that's important to know. And then Monday to Thursday, you can get them online or at the door. So don't show up on Friday or Saturday or Sunday without your ticket. Be prepared. Yes. <laughs> the Harvest Festival will be taking place at Farmer's Daughters. It's happening every Saturday and Sunday throughout October from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It includes antique tractors, pumpkin painting, scavenger hunts, straw bale maze, scarecrows, corn maze, um, face painting, a barrel train, and much more fall fun for all ages. So that's every Saturday, Sunday through October. Here, there's a lot of fun there. Yeah, it's a great spot. It's really fun for all ages, and it just, you know, feels like fall, if you will. Back to um, Halloween, the Haunted Labyrinth is open weekends until the 21st, and at which point it opens from the 26th all the way through Halloween, so that's like a little extended period. It starts at 7 p.m., and it continues through 10 p.m., and the Haunted Labyrinth is celebrating 34 years of being the longest-running haunted house in New England. It's also a nonprofit dedicated to enriching the lives of our youth. So it's a great um, cause to support. It's fully run by adult and youth volunteers. So it's the loyal customers and the volunteers that make it happen. So make sure to get there at 804 Dyer Ave in Cranston any weekend. And then from the 26th to the 31st, it's open straight through till Halloween. Great. And last but not least, if you like Halloween and you like running, the Monster Dash 5K Providence will be held on October 28th at 10 a.m. It begins and ends at the Providence Convention Center. There'll be live music from Rolling Bones, exhibitors along with a great trick-or-treat experience for the kids in the 1K. It's a Halloween run, so most people dress up. And the cool thing is you get to run through the rip-to-bus tunnels, which oh. has been taken over by zombies. Oh, so, very so, spooky. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's a great way to get your exercise and celebrate the Halloween season. Well, that sounds amazing. You need the exercise for all the Halloween candy upon us this month. Yeah, right. You can like run with a butterfinger in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Counterproductive. Well, thank you for all those uh, wonderful ideas. Hopefully we can get out and enjoy those this fall. Thank you. Have a great week. You too, Jen. Thanks.